arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning. Welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick, and this morning we have Betsy Start with us, the executive director of Michigan Festival of Sacred Music, and you have a couple of uh, shows coming up early March. Thanks for coming in. Yes, we do, and thanks for having me. All right. It's Creative Cafe, so our favorite question of the morning is, what is your favorite morning beverage? Oh, I need to have my coffee, but also my breakfast is this amazing smoothie. If I start telling you everything that's in it, <laughs> uh, we will use up our time. Okay. All right. So so smoothie and coffee, that sounds like a great morning uh, beverage and breakfast. So Michigan Festival of Sacred Music, the home is here in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. What is the mission of the festival? Uh, to represent different faiths and cultures through their music, to bring the community together by by sharing and appreciating different types of music. Okay. And for those of us who are, are not familiar with the genre of sacred music, can you talk a little bit about what that encompasses? Well, I think initially when uh, the festival was created and had its first uh, events in t- 2001, actually right after, of course, we all, all know what happened in the fall of 2001, uh, 9-11, it was actually a very cathartic gathering mm-hmm. of people of different faiths to uh, basically share their their views and their shared values and music together. Um, going on from that, we have looked at sacred in a really broad way in that uh, we think cultural heritage is sacred, the earth is sacred, um, human dignity is sacred. So that gives us a lot of branching out into into other types of, of music, but always always looking for something that will be new to our audiences. Okay, okay. And, and can you give us some examples of maybe who's... Uh, who you might bring in. I know we, we, you and I were just talking before we got on air here about uh, the couple of concerts that you had in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we brought in uh, Layla McCullough, who mm-hmm. I've been following for a while uh, when she was in the Carolina Chocolate Drops. And knowing that uh, she was just suddenly getting really, really hot, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we weren't uh, traveling yet. It was, it, was really, uh, it was really kind of crazy, as everything is this year. You wonder, is it really going to happen? Is she really going to get on that plane from New Orleans and, right. and come up here and be willing to ride in my car with me? But, uh, yeah, she did this amazing program. And, uh, of course, she's singer, uh, roots musician, classically cha- trained cellist, and also plays all kinds of banjo and all, all kinds of oh, wow. amazing instruments. And uh, she's Haitian-American. And she just did this amazing outreach over at uh, Douglas Community Center, and then she also did a concert downtown at mm-hmm. uh, KNAC, uh, the old First Baptist Church. And both of them, it was like we we could hardly make it stop because everybody was just into it so much, uh, and 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 it was just really incredible. And I I'm so glad that happened because I know that then she was things were just taken off for her. It was starting to feel safe, and she was. I think she was doing something at the Smithsonian after that. She just performed oh, wow. in uh, England over the weekend, according mm-hmm. to my cousin, who, who just out of the blue emails me and said, I heard this amazing musician, and she, she uh, played banjo and cello, and when she, um, I guess the banjo, there was something wrong with it, and she's like, ah, okay, I'll just do my cello. I'll do it with the cello. That's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, so she was very impressed, and I'm, I got to say, yeah, we had her here. <laughs> That's great. So that was one of the two events you had in the fall. You have two more coming in early March here. Yes. Spectral Quartet. Can, mm-hmm. you, can you talk a little bit about who they are? Well, the Spectral Quartet was founded in 2010, and they've had tons of Grammy uh, nominations. They've played at the Kennedy Center, you know, the Tiny Desk thing, uh, NPR. They've done a lot of uh, a lot of commissions. They they focus on unusual projects and and new music as well as 
tying into traditional music. So they're they're very very interesting group. Uh, sadly, uh, for the concert public, this is going to be their last season. And the oh. reason it's their last season is because they are actually experiencing so much success that they're being asked to tour more than some of them are comfortable doing with their oh. other aspects of their lives. So mm-hmm. rather than, you know, fight over that or or trying to get replacement people or something, they just decided this is mm-hmm. this is it. So um, so this will be one of the last chances to hear Spectral Quartet, Quartet yeah. as a group. Wow. Yeah. And, it, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, go ahead. Oh, and the program um, is something we were going to do two years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a member of the Chicago Composers Consortium, and we decided to honor Bernard Rands, who is you know long time. Uh, he taught at Tanglewood for a long time, just mm-hmm. this Pulitzer Prize winning, very respected composer and mentor. And most of the people in the Chicago Composers Consortium have had some contact with him over the years, and uh, except me. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we devised this thing for his 80th, 85th anniversary season. Okay. Um, and we were kind of coming in on the tail end of it, and this concert was, of course, going to be in March 2020. And the idea of the concert <laughs> was that uh, someone commissioned a new work from Bernard, and it's a short work, uh, and Spectral is going to start and end the concert with that, and then all the rest of us wrote pieces based in some way on mm-hmm. this work. So there are uh, eight, eight of us involved. Okay. Um, so short pieces, five-minute pieces, but mm-hmm. all somehow tied into Bernard's work. And it's going to be, the concert itself is being premiered in Chicago on March 2nd, which uh-huh. now it's no longer his 85th year. I believe he's turning 88 uh-huh. um, okay. on, on that day, oh, wow. March 2, which okay. happens to be my birthday as well. So it's it's going to be going to be a party. So in um, Chicago on March 2nd right, with and, Spectral Quartet? Right. And then the first repeat performance, we're kind of taking it on the road yeah. in Madison and also downstate, but uh, coming over here on March 7th. March 7th. So Spectral Quartet and uh, the... Um these short pieces that have been commissioned, we'll be able to, to hear all of that on March 7th. Where is the concert? It's going to be at Stetson Chapel at Kalamazoo College. Okay. And K College Music Department is, is helping sponsor that. Okay. And I, I can get my tickets where? Uh, easiest thing would be to go to our website, and you can get there two ways. Um, it's sometimes hard to say Michigan Festival of Sacred Music's website because it's mfsm.us, okay. which is our initials, but we also... Uh, because we wanted to make sure people realized that we weren't all about worship music, um, we we decided to call our events uh, back in 2016, I believe, the Connecting Chords Connecting Music Chords Festival. Chords Music Festival, okay. So if you go to ccmusicfest.com, you will also be able to come to go to our events, and we are doing it through brown paper tickets. Okay. Uh, and we have uh, pay what you can uh, and suggested price of $20 and mm-hmm. Uh, 15 for seniors, 5 for uh, students, and, uh, well, basically anybody under 25, because okay. we figure just because you're not in college doesn't mean you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I think there's a lot of us in that boat, right? Okay. Uh, spectral Quartet is not the only thing that's coming up. You have uh, Il Dolce Suono? Yes. Okay. Uh, Il Dolce Suono is uh, coming. They're actually a Swiss artists, mm. and this is one of the many groups that contacted us out of the blue um, and wanted to come and perform. And they will be on March 10th at uh, KNAC, Old First Baptist Church downtown, a uh, similar ticket structure. And they are they focus on music of the 1300s in, oh, okay. in Italy. And what they're looking at is sort of this, they call it a, a shadow world or more of an unknown world of, of the Jewish musicians at the time and both sacred and secular musicians. Okay. So they'll be uh, performing some of their works along with um, 
maybe some better known works. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two performers are uh, contratenor, mm-hmm. um, Daron Schleifer, and then a uh, flute and keyboard player uh, named Karina uh, Marty. And she actually was here at a Gilmore Keyboard Festival a while back, I believe playing some harpsichord. I was a little concerned when she didn't mention anything about instruments, and she said, oh, I just need a table, because what she's playing is sort of the precursor of the harpsichord, which is um, a small instrument she obviously can carry on an airplane and and on a train, because they're coming over from Chicago on a train, and they will... um, uh, you know, it's it's a keyboard, mm-hmm. but it's very small and and uh, a stringed instrument plucked of some sort. So okay. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, and March 1st? Uh, no, that's March, going to be March 10. March 10. March, March 10th, 10th at the KNAC, which is the Old First Baptist Church. It's an absolutely beautiful space mm-hmm. to have a concert like that in 1300s yeah. music, which it it sounds amazing, actually, the, yeah. especially the this idea of a harpsichord that's Actually, a precursor to the harpsichord. How can, um, we've already talked about how you buy tickets. How can we donate? Uh, You can go to our website. uh, Again, Mm -hmm. connect uh, ccmusicfest.com or mfsm.us. And that'll take you to the same place. There's donate buttons all over the place there. (laughs) Good, good. And and also, uh, you can see, we have some other projects that are up there that are uh, ongoing. Our Mm -hmm. resonance project, you can listen to music, which was written for um, by area musicians in response to artworks at the KIA and their unveiling American Genius. So there's and our music in place projects. Those are up there to just enjoy at your at your leisure. Oh wow! Okay, so ccmusicfest.org. dot com dot com dot com or mfsm.us. Right. Two places that you can go to get tickets. March seventh is Spectral Quartet, and March tenth is Il Dolce Suono. I'll get there one day. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. I've been talking with Betsy Start, the executive director of the Michigan Festival of Sacred Music. They happen to be a, a member of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and we're happy to support all that they bring to Kalamazoo. Thanks this morning. Okay. Thank you. Kalamazoo is rich in arts and culture. Our commercial, educational, and creative economies thrive when our community has spaces and places to connect and outlets for creative expression. The arts improve individual well-being, drives tourism, sparks creativity, and strengthens our bonds. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages you to give to an arts organization of your choosing. We are better together because of the arts. Visit KalamazooArts.org to see all of the happenings in our community. That's KalamazooArts.org or on any of our social media platforms. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly supporting more than 200 artists and arts organizations in our community. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo exists to infuse arts and culture into the commercial, educational, and creative economies of our region. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back. Good morning. This is Kristen, and we're in Creative Cafe this morning. My second guest this morning is Megan Slater. She is the professor and director of dance at Western Michigan University. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. It's great to be here. Good. We're glad to have you on this morning. And you've got a lot to tell us this morning about all the great things that are happening in the dance department. But before we get to that, what is your favorite morning beverage? Oh, definitely coffee. It's got to have a little bit of milk and very sweet. 
Oh, okay. Sweet coffee. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, good. Well, I hope you get enough of that going because oh, you've got a very it's been a busy, busy time. Yes, very busy time for you. Uh, the dance department over there at Western Michigan University provides education and training in several different disciplines of dance, including ballet, jazz, and modern. Can you go into to a little bit about what goes into training a dancer? Oh, absolutely. So there's the physical technique, the, the dance classes, and you're absolutely correct that we emphasize ballet, modern, and jazz dance training to the advanced level in our students. And that's something that's pretty rare in dance and higher education, especially that jazz dance component. Mm -hmm. But we find that it makes for a highly versatile dancer who is able to adapt to today's contemporary styles. Um, and our dancers are able then to go on to professional dance careers in a variety of styles and occupations, um, including commercial dance and entertainment industry because of that. But a lot more also goes yeah. into training a dancer and training them to be artists, training them to be young people who know who they are and what they want to do in the world, mm -hmm. who have an understanding of their history and where they come from, where they fit in the larger tree of styles and aesthetics and questions that artists have been asking through dance for millennia. Right, right. And, and you touched on something. Where, where do your students come from? Oh, they come from all over, primarily from the Midwest region. Mm -hmm. I'd say most of our students are from Michigan. We draw a lot from the Illinois suburb area, mm -hmm. uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Ohio, um, but far afield as well. We have students from Washington State, New mm -hmm. York State um, that come really from all over. Okay. And you mentioned the commercial industry. So when I think of dance, I think of uh, when I think of ballet or modern, I think of maybe getting into a company, going to New York, dancing professionally. But you also touched on something in terms of um, so many other opportunities for dancers in their careers. And if you could talk a little bit more about what that diversity looks like. Oh, absolutely. I like to say that there are a hundred ways to be a dancer and only some of them are on the stage. <laughs> there you go. So we, um, you can absolutely do that go into performance and performing with a company um, that go to New York, Chicago, L.A. and Kalamazoo. We, Kalamazoo, absolutely. And, and we have dancers who are currently dancing with top companies mm -hmm. in, these, in these cities or who are in Lady Gaga or Jonas Brothers videos and those sorts of things who are on cruise ships all over the world doing, you know, six parades a day at Disney, you know, all of those sorts of things. Um, but I'd like to think about that dance and is mm -hmm. what I talk to my students about. Because even if you are in those um, dance companies, you often have to have an additional job to support mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and this is true of a lot of performing artists. Um, it's still very much a gig economy, especially here in the United States, and mm -hmm. how we value and support our professional artists. Um, and we love to provide a wide variety of skills for our students so that they have as many ways as possible to intersect with this art form that they love. Mm -hmm. And so that might be as dance educators, that might be as marketing, publicity, social media coordination, event management, directorship. Um, it could be a nonprofit organizational mm -hmm. leadership. Sure. It could be leading outreach programs. Um, so there are, a, like I said, a hundred ways mm -hmm. to be a dancer. And then I also like to kind of flip the coin and studying and training to become a dancer will make you better in other primary fields that may not seem to have anything to do directly with the arts right away. So we have double majors in dance and engineering, dance and nursing, dance and business. And I will argue head over heels time and again that they are better in those fields because they've trained as a dancer. They're more collaborative. They understand time management and budget management. Um, they have strong leadership skills. You know, all of the things that you want in working with another human being, you often find in working with an artist. Mm -hmm. And so finding those people in the non-art section, are that's also wonderful. 
Right, right. Well, you're not going to get any argument here. I do. I, I absolutely believe that uh, artists make the best employees in all disciplines, and they also make the best uh, uh, CEOs of arts organizations. So I agree wholeheartedly, and I'm going to say the dancers are even the best all of right. all the artists, but I'm a little bit biased. Then that's okay. You are allowed to this morning. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dance, you have Winter Gala concert performing right now. Absolutely. And um, I understand that there are new works commissioned and that this is through National Choreography Competition. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I don't think people realize, they understand that it's a Western student showcase, but I don't think they understand the depth and the breadth of what you're actually accomplishing. Absolutely. So we have something called the National Choreography Competition through our Great Works Dance Program, and we've been doing this for about a decade now. And this is a competition where world-renowned artists compete for the opportunity to work with our students. It is a $5,000 commissioned prize, um, and we have been able over the years to bring in really incredible artists to either stage existing work or create new work on our students. Our artist this year is Taishi Hung. Um, she has been absolutely incredible to work with. You will find her working right now with Ballet X, and she's worked with Joffrey. She has, um, her home is in New York City. She's also a, a painter and a visual artist, and that informs her work greatly. And she came and created this work on our students called Woman that is dynamic and driving and exciting and powerful. And I, I watch it again and again and again, and I can't look away. It's something that's truly special um, and was created on our mm -hmm. dancers here. So it was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Uh, we have other guest artist works in the mm -hmm. concert as well. Western Dance Project, our touring ensemble, mm -hmm. is performing a work by Penny Saunders. And then the new artistic associate of our very own Wellspring Dance Company, uh, mm -hmm. Marissa Biannon, created okay. a new work on our first-year students. Okay, so we're going to see quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. So how many pieces are in the concert? There are seven dances in the concert. Mm -hmm. So the guest artist works. There are faculty works, mm -hmm. um, including a new dance for film created with motion, te uh, motion capture technology by... Mm -hmm. uh, Professor Kelsey Passage and Kevin Abbott, mm -hmm. okay. um, as well as student choreography. Okay. Yeah, I'm always fascinated at how uh, the digital world uh, finds its way into the arts disciplines, and that sounds intriguing. Oh, it's been so exciting. We have a motion capture studio set up right in our Studio C. It's been super exciting to see Kelsey and Kevin collaborate mm -hmm. and then to begin to um, allow opportunities for students to explore that technology in their coursework and in their capstone projects. It just opens up the, the realm of possibility. And so much so with, with COVID, when so much live performance has shifted online, right. um, to see these opportunities unfold in virtual performance opportunity for mm -hmm. dance is, is really wonderful. That is exciting. So your students uh, are dancers, choreographers, studio owners. Is that what's next for them? I know we talked a little bit about the beginning Absolutely. about all of these open. So um, can you just tell us a little bit about the trajectory of your dancers in their degree for dance? Absolutely. So we offer both a BA and a BFA. Mm -hmm. um, our BA students are what I call the dance and students. Yeah. So, Or it may even be like a dance then. So they're interested in performance and choreography, but may also really be interested in exercise science or opening mm -hmm. their own studios, becoming an occupational therapist, those sorts of things. Our BFA students are more that pre professional track as creative artists, where dance is going to be the primary component of their career. Mm -hmm. But yes, our students are everywhere doing all of the things. Many own successful dance studios, a lot of them right here in the Kalamazoo area, right. throughout the Chicagoland area. Mm -hmm. uh, they run successful dance companies. They work for nonprofit organizations. Sure. 
um, all of those things. Okay, and we're going to see them. We're going to see your students tonight. All of them, B BFA and BA students, absolutely. And tomorrow, uh, yes. so tonight's um, is a seven o'clock. So we have shows today from at two o'clock and eight o'clock, okay. and tomorrow at two o'clock. Two o'clock, eight o'clock, and where do I get those tickets? You can get those tickets by going to uh, www.wmich.edu/dance, mm -hmm. or you can come right to the Gilmore Theater Complex. It's that beautiful glass atrium attached to Miller Auditorium, and get your tickets before the show. Okay, and any uh, masking or you should vaccination? Be prepared, yep, to show vaccination status mm -hmm. or proof of negative COVID test within one week of the performance, and please be masked, and our dancers will be too. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. I've been talking with professor and director of the dance program, Megan Slater at Western Michigan University. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. February is Black History Month. African Americans have been an integral part of shaping the arts in America for centuries. From Augusta Savage to Kehinde Wiley, Louis Armstrong to Lizzo, and Langston Hughes to Susan Laurie Parks, the African American arts landscape is vast and diverse, poignant and beautiful. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages everyone to celebrate the accomplishments of African American artists who have influenced and inspired so much of America's art evolution. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that creative expression has to offer. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Find out all that's happening in the local arts community at kalamazooarts.org or on any of our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us for The Creative Cafe presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Join us each and every Saturday after 8 a.m. for a visit to the Creative Cafe here on 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO.